Hi, this is Nick Forster. Welcome to E-Town. This week, we're going to revisit a show we recorded last year. It features some great music and some interesting information about regenerative agriculture. And that all starts right now. Rocky Mountains. It's E-Town with this week's guest from Nashville, Tennessee, Nikki Lane. Author, film producer, and environmental activist, Mark Barish. And from Chawila, Washington, Alan Stone. I'm Helen Forster. Join me now in welcoming our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Helen. Welcome to E-Town Hall our solar-powered musical clubhouse. And you guys are all in. You guys are all in the club. Welcome. So a variety show is what's coming up. We've got it all. We've got some thoughtful, smart people making music, writing songs. One is innovating with carbon-trapping agriculture. One is always on the hunt for cool fashion. We've got a cool finale. It's all happening. Our two musical guests grew up just about as far away from each other as they possibly could, one in South Carolina, one in the Pacific Northwest. They both were pretty much who they were when they popped out. Our first guest grew up singing in his family's church. His dad was the pastor. He was singing on stage when he was three years old, leading the worship service and playing guitar when he was 13. But at 15, he heard Stevie Wonder and a bunch of classic soul music. And after about a year of college, Bible school included, he made an about face and pursued a career in music. He moved to Seattle and has been going on just ever since, doing really well. He's been on TV a bunch of times. He's put out four records. He's been on Conan and Ellen and all the shows that have just one person's name. Uh, He has a ton of fans and followers, and it's not surprising, as you are about to find out. Please welcome to E-Town for his first visit, Alan Stone. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. I took a plane over the stars and it didn't get me very far. And all my problems, they just follow me. Oh, I flew to the moon, but it wasn't far away from you. All of my problems, they just follow me. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. It's, it's a pleasure to be here in E-Town. This next song is a song that I wrote about my wife. This last record, Building Balance, has been a, a real stretch for me. I've never written love songs before. For many years, I was very opposed to writing songs about love because um, in the R&B soul world, it's all that people write about. It's either love and romance or the club. And um, I don't really know anything about either. Um, until I met my wife and, and started finding that security in expressing the reality of that love. And so this is a song called Give You Blue. Oh, well, I can't stop the rain. But I will keep you dry. When the shore feels far away Baby, I'll be by your side And when the storms arise Baby, I will shelter you Cause when your sky is gray 
Stone, welcome. What a singer. What, what a singer. Thank you very much. Um, you got started early, as most good singers do. A lot of good singers start in church. Yeah, I had the privilege of, of having to sing yeah. in front of people from a very, very early age. Yeah. And um, let me ask you an important question about this time in your young uh, musical development, which is, your dad is the pastor of this church. Yeah. And you're singing, and you're in a pretty tight-knit community, and suddenly you're branching out. You're learning all this other stuff. Did that provide any kind of conflict or tension in your family, or were they cool with all this new stuff you were learning and singing? I was the youngest of three until I was about 16, 17, and then my family adopted two little girls from the community. And so I was in this really cool shelf where... By the time I was 14, my parents were just like, whatever. They're tired. They're just exhausted. Yeah. You're invisible. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was just invisible. I was like, whatever, I'm going to be in my room. Yeah. But you did have a falling out or a break in the thing because you went to college, you went to Bible school, and then after that you said, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to be part of this faith anymore in a way, right? Or what yeah. did you say? You called it corporate religion. 
Yeah, I mean, I think everyone is religious. I think that yeah. religion is just an expression of what we believe exercised in our life. So if you're a Patriots fan, your religion's going pretty well for the last 10 years. If you're a Browns fan, it might be, you know, it's tough, right? Yeah. There's not very many seats in those pews. But um, you keep the faith. But you keep the faith, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're a vegetarian, that's an expression of the beliefs that you hold. So I wouldn't say I stepped away from faith. I just reorganized my faith, and it didn't have anything to do with the tradition of the current corporate Christian religion. And your um, parents were okay with that? Yeah, I mean, they were, they were very loving through it and uh, respectful of it. I mean, I left when I was 20, so yeah. there's only so much you can do to your 20-year-old kid. Yeah. So you launched, you moved to Seattle, and then did you start joining like cover bands, or what did you do when you found yourself in, living in Seattle? Uh, at first, I just started picking and grinning like anywhere people would listen. So parties, barbecues, yeah. coffee shops. I played nursing homes. Hmm. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Alan Stone. Let's also uh, mention that playing on Conan and Ellen and being on American Idol and things like that are not exactly on the downhill slide of anybody's musical career. Those are mm. great opportunities, and you nailed it in each case. And I'm sure that made a difference, right? Don't you think being on television helped people discover you as a singer? Yeah, yeah totally. I always, um, I think the one if I were to call it a gimmick, I don't do it on purpose, but what I hear a lot from folk is, you don't sound like you look. Right. And um, if you're to hear one of my songs on the radio, there's, you know, it's like, oh cool, this is an R&B song. I yeah. enjoy the sound of what's happening here. But when people connect the face of their aunt Karen <laughs> with the soul music of the 60s and 70s, it's like, oh man, this is a new thing. Yeah. for me so tv kind of always seems to yeah. it, it helps yeah helps, it helps. helps break the ice yeah, yeah. helps <laughs> let people know yeah i heard that that happened when buddy holly first went to new york that they booked him at the apollo and it was like wait a minute mm. but um anyway you are certainly a soulful singer the new record is called building balance um what's the motivation for that title well um i just turned 30 a few years ago i met my wife and for many years of my own personal life, I would imagine many of the listeners' journeys are maybe mirrored that, but I kind of always feel like I'm floating. Like, I don't know where I fit in this yeah. thing. I don't understand where my place is. I don't know what I'm doing ever. And, um, and what I was hoping to express was the understanding to the listeners that it's okay to feel off kilter. You know, I come from loggers and miners and ski bums up in the Pacific Northwest, but I sing music that's traditionally been cultivated from the South. And I grew up with a very religious background, but you know, I've pulled pieces of that and then threw that away. This is And you're a dad. I'm a father now, yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's the it's like it's so, the best um, thing I've done with my life yeah. by far. So building balance is all about looking for it every day and trying to make the pieces fit together. And you've got some great uh, building blocks you've already assembled, Alan. You've got some great skills, and it's really cool to meet you and get to hear you sing, and we're going to do more of that right now. It's okay with you. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Yeah. Let's get back to music. Welcome back, Alan Stone.
Chris Engelman, Christian Chio, Ron Jolly. We got to play some guitar. Alan will be back to play a lot more music later on in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as a charter sponsor of Change the Course, a freshwater conservation and restoration program created by Bonneville Environmental Foundation and National Geographic. You can learn more about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. Now, if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town.
Nick Forster. This is E-Town. Alan Stone will be back later on the show. And coming up, Nikki Lane is here from Nashville, Tennessee. But first, every week, we get to uh, share a story of somebody who is doing something special in their hometown or beyond. Generally, these folks are volunteers, but sometimes they're, they're business people or authors or scientists. And uh, listeners often tell us about these folks, and we get to pass on their stories to you. So thanks to all of you out there who keep sending in uh, ideas and stories. Uh, this week is a good one, but someone we were, in fact, familiar with. Here comes Helen to tell you about this week's guest. Thank you, Nick. Mark Barish is kind of hard to describe. He's a nonfiction author of books like The Healing Path and The Compassionate Life. He's been an editor at Natural Health and Psychology Today. He's a filmmaker and contributing writer on arts and the environment. But back in 2006, he launched something called the Green World Campaign to focus on restoring degraded landscapes while literally drawing down CO2 from the atmosphere. Mark is very passionate about trees because he knows that when they're cut down, the environment can suffer. Among other things, the landscape can lose vital fertility, often causing hunger and conflict to grow in their place. Water supplies are significantly affected, plant and animal life suffer, and so on. Well, Mark is now a champion of something called regenerative agriculture, going beyond sustainability and helping literally heal the planet, and with luck, fight climate change at the same time. Now, Mark's efforts also provide eco-education to school kids, mostly in Africa, also training for farmers, and most importantly, his efforts are all locally managed by the folks in the communities that are affected by all this. He's here with us, so please welcome Mark Barish. Hey, Mark, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Let's start with the phrase that Helen mentioned, just talking about regenerative agriculture. What's the difference between organic or sustainable and regenerative? Well, I think it also has to do with the difference between sustainable and regenerative as an approach. Sustainable is wonderful, but it's basically avoiding negative footprints. And regenerative is you're not just avoiding harm, you're trying to do more yeah. good. So when it translates to agriculture, you're not just avoiding pesticides and chemicals and GMOs, you're actually creating ecological agriculture or agroforestry or agroecology. You're actually mimicking the way an ecology works. You're building soil, which is really absolutely oh, cool. essential, and you're drawing down carbon. So in a way, I'd say regenerative agriculture builds on the wonderful legacy of organic, but it carries it further. So you're talking about creating healthy soil using things like crop rotation and naturally harmonized plants and things to create a kind of a circular ecosystem within the agricultural world that can eventually avoid pesticides and fertilizers, but also really create a sort of living soil kind of situation. Yes, exactly. Living soil is the key. Yeah. Living soil means there are biota, living mycorrhizal fungi and bacteria and that sort of thing. And if you look at conventional agriculture, the soil is essentially dead. It's like a zombie soil and you reanimate it with chemicals. And these are self-renewing systems and they actually spiral into greater functionality. Right. If you treat the soil as an asset and as an appreciating asset, then you have a really good economic model. But in the beginning, you can really just start, uh, it's just add trees. Yeah. Trees make an enormous difference in terms of the biology of the soil. So why not use the natural systems rather than killing the natural yeah. systems and replacing them by dumping chemicals on it? In case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town. I'm here with uh, Mark Barish. 
I know that you have projects in other countries, Kenya, Ethiopia, India, Mexico, and I'm sure that when you're working with those degraded landscapes, you're dealing with the specifics of that particular ecosystem when you're thinking about what trees to plant, which communities to participate with, how to engage the locals and so on. Absolutely. And we're learning from the locals and we're learning from the local ecology. There's no one-size-fits-all solution, especially with this regenerative ideal. You know, it's always based on the localities. Any of the trees you plant produce food or anything that can actually help with uh, providing nutrition to these folks? Oh, as much as possible. I mean, yeah. we plant multi-purpose trees. Uh, so if we plant a tree, it'll have fruit or nuts. It'll help the soil. It'll help erosion. The leaves will be useful for animal fodder, let's say, or for fertilizing the ground. Hmm. Trees are nature's Swiss army knife. You know, I mean, if you were to think of uh, a machine that uh, runs on solar energy and absorbs carbon and emits oxygen and produces food, fodder, fuel, building materials, retains water and recharges aquifers, and has been field tested for 450 million years in, in uh, every possible climate, I'll buy that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's a cool description of a tree. Um, <laughs> So, as I understand it, regenerative agriculture in general and tree planting specifically has sort of caught the attention of lots of major players these days. Big corporations and banks and others and countries and leadership is looking at this seriously. Yes, it's starting. I mean, there is something like $50 billion in the U.S. invested in regenerative agriculture at this point, seen as an investment, because, again, if you're regenerating land, it's an appreciating asset in a way. You're making it appreciate. Yeah. Well, Mark, this is super exciting just because it's early stages and could easily be the sort of our best hope for making a dent, making a difference globally. If folks want to learn more about uh, your efforts and your work, is there a website or anything, place where people can go? Greenworld.org. Greenworld.org. Cool. We'll be keeping an eye on your progress, and thanks for sharing this info, and thanks for visiting E-Town. My pleasure. Yeah. That's Mark Barish <laughs> the Green World Campaign. To learn more about this worthy project, you can check out our website, etown.org. We'd also love to hear about what you think about this segment and the show in general. We're always reachable on Facebook or at info at etown.org. That's our email. Or you can always write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Mark Barish. It's funny, you know, we have always done this since we started the show. We've always done the combo of music and information about things we need to know more about. And uh, it sometimes makes for an awkward transition. But if you do anything long enough, people just get used to it. That's the way it is. We are committed and we're going to keep doing it. We got more music coming up from Alan Stone right now. I want to tell you about our next guest. We are so glad to have Nikki Lane back on the show. She is a native of South Carolina. She lived in California for a bit, New York before moving to Nashville. She is kind of a late bloomer in the world of music. She started playing guitar and doing all that stuff when she was about 25, not long ago. But she has lost no time at all in uh, figuring it all out. She's a prolific and fearless songwriter. You may remember that she also has a vintage clothing shop in Nashville. She's always on the lookout for cool vintage stuff, including today. She was out there cruising around, found some stuff. She mostly is just a great positive spirit, entertainer, songwriter. She's still on the road. She's playing shows either on her own or with her band all the time. And this time she's going to play with us. So please welcome back to E-Town, Nikki Lane.
long black girl She'll come play, but she won't stay And it always brings them down Some folks say there'll come a day When she'll settle in some hotel But it's best you know that it's a long, long road She ain't gonna come around Introduction, but Miss Helen Forster is going to come out and sing with me. You guys know Nick Forster, right? The host of this thing. This couple right here, we were talking about it earlier. They've done a thousand of these shows. I'm very jealous that you guys got to do a thousand shows in one spot. I'm driving all over the place. I'm just now hitting a thousand too. 
nervous. Can y'all hold a beat for me if I get rid of the band? I'm just gonna assume so. Nikki Lane, welcome back to E-Town. So glad you're here. <laughs> Highway Queen is such a great sounding record, and I bet it was fun to make. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been pretty straight up front, candid about your whole musical career. In fact, the whole thing started out of spite, you said one time. It's continuing, too, out, yeah. of, <laughs> out of spite. <laughs> because you, um, your boyfriend at the time went and made a record. You said, oh, yeah, you're going to break up with me. I'm going to make a record. Well, yeah, he told me to mind my own business, and I was really mad. I, I had dabbled with making music before. I knew that I was like, could kind of maybe sing, but I couldn't play guitar, but I, I worked up some songs, like, real quick, I found those three chords, and soon I had ten songs like that, and I was like, I'll make a record, too. <laughs> and you know what's funny about the spot that you occupy, which is this sort of, you know, fierce and, and candid and somewhere kind of a rockin' country person or a country rockin' person, um, you've got a lot of good company, and in the process, you've met a lot of people who are kind of legendary and iconic, also sort of badass people. You know, Loretta Lynn, others like that. I got are to th sit in her living room. Yeah. That, like, is kind of cool. Like, I've kind of freaked out a little bit that morning, actually. She's such an amazing human, right? She's, and a true pioneer, and, yeah. like, juggled all the things. And a feminist, even though she didn't know it, probably. I mean, well, she's she sort of... Just a boss yeah you know? and yeah. so i think that's it's she's really inspiring yeah i like the fact that during your interview loretta said i feel like we've known each other a long time and the guy said well, well how is that and she said i think maybe we knew each other in a past life or something loretta lynn said that about you that was kind of cool um you now have got your shop still and is that doing okay you're it's doing pretty that's why we're expanding high class hillbilly it's so much fun yeah. i can't stop we spent yeah. an hour and a half today and and my tour manager said that was quick so it's like a feature film or something. I got to get them like a better movie system got, in the, you got in the rig. Stuff. It's so fun. Yeah. Hey, uh, a couple more things before we get back to music. I don't remember it, but there was a cool quote from one of your high school teachers that sort of inspired you to be... Complacency kills. Complacency kills. Yeah. Just drove right into me. Anybody else? No? I don't know. Um, he was my track coach, too. And uh, I was like that girl. I'd run one loop, and then I'd hide behind the bathroom, 
and let them run the other, and then I'd finish the last loop. Really? Of course! Wow. <laughs> I thought I was smart too. But then he put that on the board, complacency kills. And that's going to be great because that's what the next song is about. Really? Okay. Well, we're going to get to it. So two things before we go. One is we're going to be eagerly anticipating your next record. It's been a while, but you've been on the road all the time. So whatever it is your next experience is going to be, you'll write a bunch of songs about that. And that will be it's your next record. It's happening right now. It is. Like this I minute. wrote a song in the basement. You did? Just a few minutes ago. Oh, good. It was like, I ain't 24 anymore. And I've said it 12 times before. But these days, that's the age of allure. See? There you go. Don't ask me what happened. I was just getting ready. Just living it, looking in that bright mirror. Okay, well, right after the show, we're going down and we're tracking that thing. Just to I'm get ready. It, put it down. <laughs> All right, well, we're always happy to see you. You've got such a cool pathway you've carved for yourself um, that makes perfect sense to us. So come back whenever you want. Meanwhile, we got more music. Welcome back, Nikki Lane. This song's called Try a Little Harder.
Your band is great, you guys. I know I can't take you on the road because you got to stay here and do your real job. <laughs> what a fantastic place. Thank you for having me. This is the Barbara Mandrell song. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Straight leg Levi's flannel shirt, even when they weren't in style. I remember singing with Roy Rogers with the movies when the West was really wild. And I was listening to the opera when all my friends were singing rock and roll and rhythm and blues. I was country when country wasn't cool. Circling the driving, turning in and turning down George Jones. I remember when no one was looking, I was putting peanuts in my coat. Well, I took a lot of kidding, cause I never did fit in. Well, look at everybody trying to be what I was then. I was country when country wasn't cool. That's Nikki Lane, along with the E-Tones, Ron Jolly, Chris Engelman, Christian Teal, Helen Forrester, and Alan Stone sitting in on that last song. Nikki Lane, her record's called Highway Queen. She'll be back for the big finale in just a bit.
This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. Now, if you tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. A lot of good stuff, and it's available for free in Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and all of those podcast directories that you may or may not know of. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like WAPS, The Summit in Akron, Ohio, on UMFM, the Faculty of Sound in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and on KCHO in Chico, California. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want more information about any of our guests, if you want to see exactly what kind of uh, vintage Western wear Nikki Lane was wearing this particular show, you can find that and much more on our website, etown.org. You can also find out about how to get tickets to shows and much more. Meanwhile, would you please help me welcome back to E-Town, Alan Stone. Give it up for the E-Town band, man. I've been incredible. This is a song off Building Balance called Taste of You. We're gonna play it together. I'm excited for this one, this is fun.
Thank you very much. That's Alan Stone. The record is called Building Balance, out on ATO Records, along with the E-Tones. Chris and Christian and Ron and Helen. We've got time for one more song. We want to get everybody out to do this last song. I want to thank all our guests. Thanks to Mark Barish for coming, uh, author and, and uh, environmentalist, talking about the value and the importance of planting trees around the world. We got to do it. We got to do it. A trillion trees. Who knows? Thanks to Nikki Lane for coming from Austin and Nashville. Always good to have Nikki on the show. Thanks to Alan Stone and the E-Tones and Helen Forster. Here's a, uh, it's a song we've never done as a finale before. It's an old, uh, I think it's from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and uh, more, great, great song we're happy to do. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Creek turned back by the old stone road. I'm gonna take you to a special place that nobody knows. Baby, get ready. Ooh, you and me going fishing in the dark, lying on our backs and counting the stars, but a cool wind The days are getting long recorded at E-Town Hall and produced by our donor-supported nonprofit organization. You can go to our website, etown.org, to comment about E-Town or email us at info at etown.org. Distribution of E-Town is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you.
This is a production of E-Town. Thanks to Alan Stone. Thanks to Nikki Lane. Pretty spirited singers and performers. Thanks again to Mark Barish, our interview guest. And I'm Nick Forster. Thanks to you for listening.